ओम ज्ञान चिरंधस्य ज्ञानंजन शलाकाय चक्षुर्मीलितम येन तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः That's a big discussion. A lot of discussion about money. <coughs> Many times you see businessmen they'll get together and they'll talk in a very enlivened way about making money. Our movement we're also interested in money. We want money. We are not rejecting money. We want all the money. We come to take a donation. Actually, we're not very satisfied. Even if you, even if you give a lakh of rupees, what about the other twenty lakhs that you didn't give? You should give it all. Give everything to Krishna. Money should be used for Krishna's service. Otherwise, if we don't use in Krishna's service, that will simply drag us to hell. That's all. Drag us down, down. because we're thinking it's my money it's not yours everything belongs to krishna <clears throat> actually once one of our devotees he was raising funds for building temples in vrindavan and mayapur prabhat sentinel he was very expert in organizing funds collection so he used to collect by different means illicit and illicit and more bordering on illicit that means you would make some collection from the people showing some food distribution or whatever and then tell them so many stories and then not him but he organized his men pressurized them to give some money Anyway, we're not recommending this, but I'm just telling this incident. So, there's saying Cain's an accusation that actually he's stealing. So, Prabhupada said, "It's right. You can hear it right on the cassette. I heard it. That some people are accusing our Guru Kripa Maharaj of stealing. But actually, all the people they are thieves because they are claiming it is my money." but actually it is all krishna's money so if someone is a, if someone has stolen something from somebody else and someone else goes and takes that money from him and gives to the rightful owner that person is not a thief he is the most moral person so this is our understanding of course the public may not understand that because they think they have their own idea of morality they think it's very moral and probably you have a right to amass money and use it for sense gratification and then you may join some lions club or something and between 20 multimillionaires they put together a little money and erect a bus shelter and say put a big sign the main thing is the sign this bus shelter is erected by the lions club but krishna doesn't see what you give krishna sees what you keep in your pocket that's why bali maharaj is glorious shukracharya didn't think he was glorious he thought he was a fool but bali maharaj is praised for giving everything to krishna
You see, people, they have so little. They think I have so much. They become so proud. You see, people, generally when they get money, the tendency is to become proud. If anyone has. Janmaishvarya Shruta Sri. These are the four opulences. Birth in a high family, money, learning, and beautiful bodily features. So if anyone has any of these, and often they come together because good karma. Generally you see people who are they're born in a rich family, they tend to be quite good looking, and people who are born in a poor family, they tend to be less good. There's a tendency there because they Good karma and bad karma, they tend tends to come all together. So they become proud. They have money. I remember seeing him, I'll never forget this. So funny when I was in Bangladesh. Of course, now even in Bangladesh, there are so many cars on the road. But when I was there, there were very few cars on the road. Hare Krishna. So, and what cars were there? They were mostly reconditioned Japanese cars. That means cars that have been used by in Japan, and then they get too old, the people don't want them anymore, so they sell them off and get a new one. So they recondition, they make up the engine new, and sell them in Bangladesh. And you'll see someone driving his car. <laughs> so puffed up because he's driving a car. Which now, you know, a teenage boy in America would be ashamed to drive such a car because it's just, it's a reject Japanese car. But because he's got a car, he's so puffed up because he's richer than everyone else who are mostly going by foot. And those who have more money, they'll go by bus. That means bus, anyway. Bus means not much fun. And then those who have more money will go by rickshaw, and those who have more money will go by baby tech, baby taxi, which means auto rickshaw here. And those, and the very few would have a car, so that as reject Japanese car, so they'd be soft because they have more money than others. So people become puffed up because they have money, but. Money actually is a cause of so many problems. We also experience in our Krishna conscious movement. Because we are also dealing with money because we have to give to Krishna. So in our movement we want to take all the money and use it for building temples, holding festivals, printing books, distributing prasadam. But we should be very careful that that money we see belongs to Krishna. We are collecting money in the name of Krishna. So if we collect the money, and you, Prabhupada wrote that if someone is, you'll find it here in the Srimad Bhagavatam Prabhupada, that if someone collects money in the name of Krishna, if he uses one father, you know what that means? It means like one paisa. For his own sense gratification, if he collected the money in the name of Krishna, then he goes to hell. And if we take the money, that also Prabhupada says in his perfect questions, perfect answers, and conversation with at the time Bob Cohen. So Prabhupada says that if they if they give even one farthing to one cent to Krishna, that saves them from going to hell. Just the attitude, some service. Sravarapyasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat. 
even a little service to Krishna saves you from the greatest fear. So this is a very delicate thing we're engaged in, Krishna consciousness. If we simply serve Krishna and the Vaishnavas, we get so much benefit. And if we serve purely, we go back home, back to Godhead. But if we make any offense, then we're in a very dangerous position. You see, in karmic world, people are performing sinful activities and they have to suffer for that. But if in if you do some wrong activity in relationship to the Vaishnavas or Krishna, then it's much more serious. You see, if you steal, one person steals from someone else, then he gets a sinful reaction. But if you steal that which is meant for use in Krishna's service, actually all the money is meant for use in Krishna's service, but that which is specifically collected in the name of Krishna, if that is stolen, then very serious. Or if you insult someone in material life, then you have to suffer sinful reaction. But if you insult or offend the Vaishnavas, it's a very serious position. Very, very. You have to suffer so much. So here the discussion is Prabhupada is, as he many times discussed, the difference between mundane welfare work and spiritual welfare work. Actually, there is no comparison. When we say mundane welfare work, actually there is no such thing as mundane welfare work because there's no welfare. In material life, it's all not welfare, it's all bad fare. Not well, unwell. Just like you go to the hospital to get well, but no one gets well because everyone dies ultimately. So where is everything so-called auspicious in material life? It's all inauspicious. You'll say shubhyatra, have a good journey. But if you're not traveling to serve Krishna, then you may feel comfortable or whatever, or you may you may think it's very. I'm going for my wedding. It's very auspicious. But without Krishna consciousness, everything is inauspicious. It's all useless. It all simply leads to repeated birth and death and suffering. So people who are in the bodily concept of life, they consider opening hospitals and schools to teach people how to become engineers and commerce and all this kind of thing. They consider this is wonderful, wonderful work. Very good. But as Prabhupada points out, despite there being so many welfare institutions all over the world, there are still poor people. Even in America. You, everyone wants to go to America because America is a rich country. But even in America you'll find poor people. People sleeping on the streets. Why? Because that is their karma means that even there's money in the country, but as soon as they get money, they spend it on alcohol. And they're again left poverty-stricken. So, you can't change the, You can't change the suffering of this material world by opening hospitals and schools and organizing welfare societies. You see, they think now we've stopped so many diseases, smallpox, tuberculosis, 
by our research. But by the laws of nature, another disease will come. Just like AIDS. And if you find, now they're very busy to find some cure for AIDS. You find the cure for AIDS, another disease will come. Because that is your karmic reaction you have to suffer. Actually, in our Christian conscious movement, we have the cure for AIDS. Don't take any drugs. Don't have illicit sex. That's all. And there's no more AIDS. That's all. Simple. They're telling how to avoid AIDS. Have safe sex. Make sure you use this Nero, this condom. That's not the cure. The cure is just live like a civilized human being. With that they won't recommend. So the, why is the disease coming? They're making research. So in res- when you're making research, you have to find out what is the cause and try to stop the cause. But the cause is your sinful activities. That is the ultimate cause of your, all your suffering. But they want to go on with sinful activities and not have any suffering. How is it possible? And they praise someone. Oh, great welfare worker. He has opened factories to give employment to the people. He's doing such good activities. And he's opened a college in his name by which people can get a degree and then they'll work in his factory. (laughs) And he'll earn more money. So the great welfare worker. It's not welfare work. It's just all cheating. Cheaters and the cheated. It's all going on on the hope that we can be happy in this material world. This is all nonsense. This is not welfare work. This is the opposite. Because it increases the illusion that we will be happy in this material world. It's simply more of a smoke screen. More of an illusion. Oh, we are having a, a special function to raise funds for building a new hospital. Such a good thing. So wonderful. So they think this is very good. But just see, those people who are going to your hospital, they will not die. You have all the best machines, newest, latest, up-to-datest machine which can analyze what's going on in your body and the latest drugs to cure and well-trained doctors. All right, so they may affect some cure. Maybe, maybe not. Not that everybody goes to hospital gets cured. Many people who go to hospital come out worse than they went in. Just like uh, the famous actress, Sri Devi, sent her mother to America to get an operation. Then she came back and they found they did the operation on the wrong side. They, they op- what was it? Kidney. Who knows? Brain. brain, some brain tumor or something. So they opened it up on the wrong side and charged her $50,000 or something and then she came back again. In <laughs> so many cases. Someone goes for an operation and they they come back and they say, oh, I have terrible pain in my stomach. Well, take this medicine. Still, ah, oh, still got, you come back after two days, still got a terrible pain. Well, try, try another medicine. You know, it's just probably something uh, 
just some painkillers. It's probably just some after effect of the operation. So this goes on for about two weeks. Oh, I got a terrible pain. I'm going to die. And then they give a new x-ray and they found that they left the scissors inside his body. They sewed it up. There are so many cases like this. There are so many cases. So. so it's not that necessarily you go to hospital, you get cured. It's not necessary. And even if you do get cured, then you have to suffer death. Then you have to get born again. And you have to suffer repeated birth and death with old age and disease in 84 lack species of life. So what is better? Welfare work. Actually, this is not welfare work. Welfare work means to tell people about Krishna, how they, in this way they can get free from birth and death. That is welfare work. People don't recognize. They think, oh, why are you coming, begging money? Why are you building this temple? Why don't you build a hospital instead? Instead of building a temple, that will help people. They don't realize if anyone comes and takes darshan of Krishna, what benefit they get. Better than, better than going to the, be, the best hospital. Of course, we're not against hospitals per se. We may also go to hospital if we get sick. But we don't glorify building hospitals as being on the same level as preaching Krishna consciousness. There's no comparison. No comparison. If someone... You see, in the previous ages, people used to think pious activities were things like performing yagyas. So, that stated in Shastra that anyone who thinks that performing a million Ashwamedha yagyas is equal to once chanting Hare Krishna, he is an atheist and he goes to hell. So, the same way, if anyone thinks that opening a million hospitals is equivalent to once chanting Hare Krishna, because now pious activities is not ashramedi yoga, it's opening hospitals. So he's a fool, he's a rascal, he goes to hell. Because he's equated some absolutely mundane activity with the pure chanting of the holy names. There's no comparison. We are praising Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the most munificent incarnation of God. The most munificent, the greatest welfare worker because he distributed love of God. But nowadays the so-called incarnations, they open hospitals. This is their munificence. You see? These, these, uh, some Baba, I think Ivana, her mother likes this Baba. So he's become an incarnation of God by opening a hospital. But we don't see any, we don't see Bamandev, he came and he, he came to the Yagya Shala of Bali Maharaj and he sat down and gave a speech and said, Bali Maharaj, please give me a donation. I want to open a hospital. <laughs> we don't see Krishna. Krishna had Ras Lila at night and then in the day he built a hospital <laughs> because all the gopis were too tired. So they were becoming sick with hemorrhoids and all this. <laughs> so Krishna opened a hospital. We don't find any such thing. We find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu traveled all over India and he didn't open any hospitals or schools 
He didn't teach anybody how to become an engineer. That's why people say that this, this Krishna consciousness, what actual benefit has it done for people? You see, I had a big argument once with a man, in, not once, but I particularly remember this one, in South India. He was saying, I am Lions Club member, we're doing things for people, and what is the use of your religion? They think, we are doing so much. Actually, these people, they don't actually care for anybody. Especially this, just like this, these welfare organizations. I've seen, they don't, I was in Bangladesh, I was in Bangladesh for so many years. And there are so many welfare organizations there. And they all have big bungalows in the city. Big air-conditioned bungalow, air-conditioned jeeps. And they only drive around in the cities, there's no need of a jeep. And their activities are, every night they'll have a party at some different organization. They're all different foreign so-called welfare workers. And I travel in every district and in so many villages. And I never saw any of these people in the villages. We were going in the villages. And we weren't opening hospitals. We were teaching people to chant Hare Krishna. I went to one organization. I saw a chat. They showed they had started 98 projects in the last year. And they abandoned 96 of them. And they're just keeping two for show. They're just, this is a big, big, famous organization, Caritas. Big, big bluff. And even if you see their funds, these welfare organizations, the breakdown of their funds, it's 98, it's usually about 60% goes in salaries. The leaders of the organization, they get big fat salaries in the name of welfare work. It's all a big scam. And then about Maybe the 38% goes in advertisements. Give us more money. Feed the poor. Feed the hungry. I'm the head of a big organization. I'm hungry. Feed me. <laughs> so and then about 2% goes in their so-called welfare activities. And that also they don't do anything. It's all a big scam. Now what are they doing actually? And even if sometimes they bring in some blankets or some... That's another thing. I saw in Bangladesh they... They bring all these second-hand blankets and clothes to America. And what happens? It comes to the pot, and then all the businessmen divided between them, they, they pay money, they have an auction, and then they just it's just all sold in the market. If you go to Shiliguri, that's on the border of Bangladesh and India, there's a huge market where they have all these second-hand clothes which are imported from Bangladesh, which was supposed to be given to the poor people. It's a huge market. All a scam. There's no, what is this welfare work? And something. Of course, they may build some hospitals, but that's also that's all mostly for name and fame. Someone will put their name the so and so Bajaj Hospital or something, whatever, just for their own prestige. And they're making money by cheating people and exploiting people exploiting the poor. How do these people get rich anyway? By exploiting the poor. And then they open a hospital. We are helping people. So it's all cheating. Real welfare work is to preach Krishna consciousness. That we should understand because this saves people from birth and death. 
We should be very careful in our society not to get mixed up with this because people, they, there's this idea is now, it's very common because the Christian missionaries did it and then certain rascals like Vivekananda propagated that helping the poor because the poor people, they are God. Daridra Narayan, this rascal used to say. So if you, why should you spend money on temples? Help the poor. That is real service to God. So this idea is very widespread in Indian society. So people ask us, what are you doing for the poor? So if we say, yes, we're, we're opening hospitals and we're feeding people and, okay, I'll give you a donation. So, uh, if we show that we're feeding people and this and that, then people think, oh yes, that's very good. But uh, we should be very careful that we don't become servants of the misplaced sentiment of the people. Rather, we should educate them that real welfare work means to serve Krishna. Otherwise, if we get in this country, just like we may say, well, we're, doing, we're just doing it as a show or something to collect funds. Because we know that poor people are poor because of their karma. They did some sinful activity. That's, but if we get caught up in this, then we also come to the material platform, the mundane platform. <coughs> so we have to be very careful that we don't... Uh, simply imitate these mundane welfare organizations. We should keep it very clearly fixed in our minds. What is welfare? Serving Krishna. We can distribute prasad. Certainly we should do that. We should distribute prasad. But we shouldn't get caught up in the consciousness of helping the poor. Actually helping the poor by giving them prasad is not filling their belly, but by giving them Krishna prasad. That is the real help to them. Of course, if someone is so so poor, they're hungry, they can't even begin to think about chanting Hare Krishna unless their belly is full. So, that's also a consideration. But we don't just give food, we give prasad. And practically in this area, there are no poor people anyway. Sometimes we used to go up to the slum areas to distribute prasad. But we find in the slum areas, all, all the people have got TVs and VCRs and... There's a beauty parlor right in the slum. And VC video shop and they've all got fancy hairstyles and they're all dressed up like the the lowest class people in America. They're slim their sunglasses. So I mean personally, I mean I travel all over Bangladesh and I've traveled in villages in all the parts of India. I never saw anyone starving. I saw plenty of people who have a very... They don't have very nice food, like in Bengal. Many of the people, they eat mostly rice and not much else. But I never saw anyone starving. Sometimes you hear some stories in Orissa that people are starving. But uh, at least everyone's getting food, mostly. And you see, if you give, if you, in most cases, even if you feed the poor people, it means you'll just save them some money and they'll spend it on alcohol. That's what it mostly it comes to. You see, the poor people, however poor they are, 
they're all smoking booties. So if they're so poor, why are they smoking booties? They, they have means they have money, just they're misspending it, that's all. So there's so much wrong propaganda. So we should educate people. And people become upset when you tell them things like this because they're so much, they think, well, we're really doing good to others. Just like people think Mother Teresa, oh, what a great person. And how did she help anybody? There's still, for all her years of work to help the poor in Calcutta, there's still so many poor people in Calcutta. Every staircase in Calcutta, there's a family or two living underneath it. They put these, uh, they put these big pipes out in the street, which they're supposed to put under the ground, sewage pipes. And then people go inside and live there. And then they call the Communist Party and they, to protect them. And then they can't get out. They, that becomes their home. They can't take them. They can't to get them out of there. All along the rail tracks, everywhere in India, along the railway line, you go past Surat, full of so many chopapati, these slums made out of kerosene cans and waste plastic and rubber tires and whatever they can find on the street, they put it together and make a home. So call your welfare workers, see what they can do. He made a very good article about this. The Queen of Hearts, Princess Diana, helped people so much. She was a great charity worker because she wanted to remove the mines. But as Basagoshpuru pointed out, it's ultimately it's not mines that kill people, it's people that kill people. And if you remove the mines, they'll find some other way to kill people. You remove all the mines, oh, very nice, and then they start a war and they come in with a machine gun and just shoot everyone. Or spread some chemicals. People kill people because they're sinful. So real welfare work, even from the mundane point of view, is to preach Krishna consciousness by which people won't want to kill each other. Because I'm a servant, he's a coward, shoot him. Devotees don't think like that. We, we don't not on the bodily platform. I had that experience. There's this Falkland Islands war where Britain was fighting with Argentina over some islands way out in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of nowhere. So they had a fight over them. So when that war was going on, after a few days, I, I was from Britain. I was in Calcutta Temple. There was a devotee there from Argentina. And neither of us even thought, even the thought didn't come into our minds. We heard about this war. But even the thought didn't come into our minds that we should be against each other or something like that. And then after a few days I thought about it and then I joked to him. I said, no, look, we should be enemies now. We didn't even think that, oh, who's going to win? And we didn't even care whether our so-called country won the war or not. Because we know it's just all nonsense anyway. <laughs> Who cares whether Argentina so-called win or lose? Or... You see people in so they become so much, oh, our team lost a cricket match. Oh, what the hell? What the... Because they identify. Material identification is the cause of suffering. And that can be removed by preaching Christian consciousness. Not by... Even, even if you open a million hospitals, there will still be sick people. 
And even if you open 10 million hospitals, people will still die and they'll still suffer repeated births and deaths. But if you teach people to chant Hare Krishna, they'll never have to go to a hospital. They'll be dancing with Krishna eternally. People are very crippled in their knowledge. They don't understand what is the real purpose of life. Therefore they become enamored by mundane welfare work. But at least our own devotees should not be so. Alright, are there any questions? Now someone's going to ask me a question about the hospital in Bombay. Inevitably. Isn't it? Yeah, there's the question is there's no use to open a hospital because there's no use to treat people. But if we do it we can get a good reputation and then people will become Krishna conscious. No, I, I didn't say there's no use to open hospitals. On the material platform, hospitals are also needed. But it's not our business as devotees to open hospitals. But if we do it, we can get a good reputation. People will come and will become Krishna conscious. The only thing is that by compromising our principles, we forget what our principles are. That's why I see, I've seen some devotees in the, in the Western countries and... They're doing this food for life and they, they're in that consciousness. They think we have to feed the poor. Because they're always talking like that in the public. That we're helping the poor and we're feeding them. And so they, you, you pick up that consciousness. Plus, if you do it just to get a good reputation, you won't do a very good job of opening a hospital anyway. So you don't really care about the people for their for their sickness. It's just a show. Hmm? We're not... Gurukul we should open. Mundane school we should not. Gurukul means we teach the children how to become Krishna conscious. We don't teach them how to become engineers and lawyers and doctors and businessmen. There's a lot of difference between a Gurukul and a mundane school. Yeah, you can open a mundane school and teach them to chant Hare Krishna. You can do. It's not what Prabhupada wanted. If you've got a better idea than Prabhupada, well, Jayam Vishnu Pad to you. Yeah, and if it's government approved, you have to teach them Darwin's theory. Here we are at the Bhaktivedanta school teaching how we descended from monkeys. That's not Bhaktivedanta. They put, they put Bhaktivedanta everything. Bhaktivedanta school. The Bhaktivedanta means to teach the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, not to teach Darwin's theory, so that we'll get some mundane reputation. Students often argue that, like I said, what are you doing, what is this process that you're doing for the society? You're just taking people away and there'll be nobody left to perform activities in society. You mean there'll be no one left to get born and suffer repeated birth and death? 
Now, if people say that, I say, well, you're not coming, so at least there'll be someone there. <laughs> if people want to come, let them come. You, you can stay by yourself. You can run the factories by yourself. I can't hear what you're saying, you have to speak more loud. What's she saying? There's some noise in the background, I can't. Clone. Clone. Yeah. You didn't produce people. You take the chemicals and make one person, make an ant. You can just fiddle around, that's all. You're not producing people. First of all, produce the chemicals in the first place and then mix them. Well, you can't do that. Take the chemicals which are given by who? By God. And mix them. You see, what is an egg? Inside the egg, there's some yellow and some white. So mix some yellow chemicals and mix some white chemicals and sit on them. And see what happens. That's why Prabhupada said that you should give the Nobel Prize to the chicken. The chicken is a better scientist than you. You are saying in future we will produce life. But the chicken is laying an egg every day and producing one chicken. So why don't you do it? Chicken's a better scientist than you. I tell you, I mean, we enjoyed all this Prabhupada's style of preaching. No one likes to preach. Now they say, oh, we should build a hospital to get respect. Prabhupada didn't have to build a hospital to get respected, nor did he care for such mundane respect. He just spoke the absolute truth. That, is, that in itself is so powerful. You don't need to get some mundane respect. Just speak the truth. Prabhupada was so powerful. That's more, impo that's more important than getting some mundane respect. If you've got something which is actually valuable, people will respect that. You get mundane respect from building a hospital, but then someone will build a bigger hospital than you. There are already so many hospitals. So we can't outdo Sai Baba in building hospitals. Why should we even try to compete with him? But we've got something which no one else has got. There are so many people building hospitals and schools, but there's no one giving Krishna consciousness. Why do we want to put so much endeavor into something which is of no ultimate value anyway? We've got something which other people have not got. They need. They need to chant Hare Krishna. Why don't we give that? Hmm. In the West they're preaching about 
people want to become devotees, finish your college. Well, I actually I know Mahamantrabha, who's our temple president in Vrindavan. I first met him in London. He used to come every weekend to the temple when I joined him. So I surprised when I saw he was initiated devotee. So he said that Prabhupada had told him to finish his university course and then join, which he did. Because Prabhupada said he had already done so much of it. So it's different in different cases. Another thing I'm seeing is sometimes people join and uh, then after, because they don't really understand what they're doing, they're just so... Then after some time they become, they're not actually ready to fully, they want to join because they want to get sheltered from material life, but they don't really want to fully surrender in Krishna consciousness. And therefore, after some time they go away and they blame the Krishna conscious movement because they weren't prepared to give up so many material desires. So maybe in some cases that it's better that they don't join if they're not actually in the proper consciousness for that. Although generally we want many preachers of Krishna consciousness all over the world. A preacher means someone who is prepared to dedicate themselves, who is prepared to follow the discipline and the temple and, and just just join and just do whatever you're asked to do and dedicate yourself full time, 24 hours. But if you if you if you want to if you don't want to take the discipline and you you want to maintain some personal independence and this and that, then it's better you don't join. Different in different cases. I wouldn't, I wouldn't preach to everybody to, just to join the temple. Depends upon the person. Hmm. It's not That's right. It's exactly what I just said. Do what? Well, it may it may be that uh, you know someone. You you have to see what the individual case is. I would say to someone that it's good. You have to think what do you want to do with your life. You see, because many people they joined our movement and then they spent eight years selling books or whatever. Then they decide they want to get married and they have no place in the material world. Well, actually, if they sell books, you can always sell something. And you you learn how to. But they may have been doing something like, I don't know, cleaning the floor or whatever. And then they find it's very difficult to get a job and then they blame the movement, which they decided to join themselves. Or they find it... So uh, it may be that you should think, well, actually, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a full-time devotee for the rest of your life? If not, you have to think what you're doing with your life. So if you're not, then maybe it's better... Come and spend some time in the temple just to get that experience. If it, for six months or one year of and just for one year live fully dedicated life and then you have to think about so if you're going to have a wife and children or husband and children then you have to uh, make some arrangement for that you have to see where everyone's situated it's not the same for everybody Hare Krishna